Welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive. We interview people who have dealt with the trickiest of health challenges, but eventually learn to get well and stay well naturally. Now it's time to hear from one of our detectives and learn how another health issue has been solved. We hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by FDN Thrive. My name is Evan Transu, a.k.a. Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. Now, soon you will notice, if you haven't already, I do sound a little nasally. I got a bit of a sore throat. I'll explain that in a second because that does have something to do with the overall theme of the show today. But this is kind of a... um, impromptu episode. This wasn't something I was necessarily expecting to put out. But after this past weekend, I realized it was a great opportunity to really share what it is that we do at FDN Thrive and why this is so much different. And to kind of just declutter all the craziness that goes on in the functional industry, the functional health industry. We're down here this weekend at uh, the Biohacking Congress in Miami, Florida. Really fun time, amazing people. I am so mad at myself for not attending things like these before because especially as a younger guy, I always feel a bit isolated sometimes, admittedly. A lot of people like respect what I do in my life, but they're not necessarily into it, especially not in the way that I am. And so it's kind of, you know, it's a little weird sometimes and kind of uh, lonesome when you're the one educating everyone else and the only one who wants to talk about this. And then I go to a conference like this and I'm like the least educated person there. And that's not, I mean, probably 100% true. But what I mean is there's so many people there that were able to just tell me things that I have never heard before, didn't know anything about. And it's amazing. We all had information and knowledge to contribute with each other. We're all weird. I'm wearing my blue light blocking glasses. (laughs) And it's like a cool thing to do there. Really amazing time. And shout out to the people who are running that. It's Julia and Mick. Anyway... I wanted to share one of the things that I learned from traveling there this weekend. And first, I will address the nasal sound and the little bit of a sore throat going on. One of the things I learned has nothing to do with the conference itself. It it was called Congress, but I'm referring to it as a conference because it is also a conference by definition. One of the things that I learned is I got to be careful still. Because I still have all these amazing health habits. I eat really well. I don't mess with my sleep. I do all this stuff. But just like, I feel like a good way to compare this is just like exercise is something that's really good for the body. If you do exercise all the time and you love it, there is still an obvious limit on how much you can exercise. And if you go too hard too often, there's going to be a problem there, correct? Similarly... I love my work and I love everything I do. It's a true blessing. I think that's an underestimated part of our health. I mean, if you don't like what you're doing, you got to find a way to get into something that's much more enjoyable for you, even if it takes years. That's it's too much of your life spent working to not love it, in my opinion. And my point is, in making this comparison, is that sometimes because I love my work, I think I can just go all the time and there's not going to be any consequences to that. But of course, we know, again, with this comparison towards uh, to the exercise, if someone, I'm just being extreme, if someone exercised 12 hours a day, seven days a week, well, even with performance-enhancing drugs, that would have a very short-lived time period of working, <laughs> and then the person would feel the effects. 
Working, we can obviously push a lot longer before we feel the effects. And I'm really able to maintain my overall health, but sometimes when I push it just a little too far, then I know something's off because I'm not normally someone who gets sick anymore and I did get a cold. It's not COVID, thankfully. But, well, I already got COVID and I have no reason to believe I still don't have active antibodies. But yeah, so I'm sick with a cold. And by the way, this cold right now is worse than, like by far worse than COVID was for me. And I think that just goes to show that that has nothing to do then with my body's innate ability to fight these things. What it does have to do with is how much stress am I adding to my life right now, even if it doesn't feel like stress. And so I felt it pretty much first day of the conference. I'm like, okay, something's coming on. And then we're sitting here. I stayed an extra day down here just because it's beautiful. And I wanted to get some extra sun. And, you know, ironically, <laughs> the day I was taking to relax is like a day I absolutely needed to relax. There was really no choice to not do that. <sighs> so... One lesson here for sure is, especially if you're going to add stuff in like travel and the fun but yet stressful times of working a conference or something, 11, 12-hour days, just make sure that you're being extra diligent with the self-care. It's a reminder to myself. It's a reminder to all of us. It's not that most of you listening don't already know this, but so do I, but it doesn't mean that I was applying it. And I feel like repetition is important. We hear these messages for maybe the first time in a while and we're like, oh yeah, Maybe I should be doing that, or maybe I should be more uh, cognizant of that, right? Okay, excuse my sniffle there. (laughs) In terms of what I learned from the Biohacking Congress itself, is that there are a lot of amazing therapies coming out, like very advanced stuff. It's kind of like Western medicine at its, or Western technology, I should say, at its best is meeting the functional world. We got these super fancy machines that can do stuff to mitigate electromagnetic fields, super fancy stuff to deal with or help with um, light therapy, like red light therapy or near-infrared therapy. Fancy supplements, totally targeted, more science on these things than ever before. And it's like, wow, for a consumer coming, it can be a little bit overwhelming And I imagine it could be so easy to fall into a trap that one of these things is your end-all be-all. Now, I'm not sitting here saying for a second that any of these vendors were promoting that. Many of these people are very very aware of what I'm about to share tonight. But I don't know if the consumers are always. Because when you go to these places and you see this really amazing product and there's incredible people talking about it and they all have awesome health journeys as well. We'll actually be talking to some of these people on the podcast relatively soon. Yeah, I can see how someone can get convinced and be like, oh, I just need to do this thing or I just need to do that thing. But one of the things that I didn't really hear from some of the consumers as much at this conference is the idea that the body does have this innate healing ability and that, yes, these therapies even if when they're super fancy and very expensive, and rightfully so for the expenses, right? They're offering something high level. But just because they're high level and expensive does not necessarily mean that you're end-all be-all. In fact, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need it at all. Now, we don't necessarily need supplements at all either, right? And we still use those. So I'm not saying don't use the therapies. But when we get involved with this stuff and we are using this as a consumer, I think we need to put it in the category of supplemental And I remember when I was getting into weightlifting as a young guy, 16 years old, I was reading stuff and they're like, dude, of course, every 16 year old 
actually really everyone I feel like that gets into weightlifting or sports in general, they want to know what supplement do I take? What do I need to take to get huge or get ripped or whatever? And all of the stuff that I read just showed me, thankfully, you need to be nailing the fundamentals first because the fundamentals are actually 90%, if not more, of what you're actually going to get results-wise or they're going to lead to 90% or more of what you're going to get results-wise. And then the 5 to 10%, and 10% is very generous, those are the supplements. Because by definition, they're what? Supplemental. They're not supposed to be the core parts of these things. And as this technology and the support systems that the functional world and the biohacking world is creating are getting more and more advanced, it is amazing that we have these things because our world is extremely toxic. You could be living a quote-unquote perfect life but a perfect life in today's world is still suboptimal. And I don't mean that in a discouraging way. It's just, it's the truth. The food does not have as many nutrients in it by a long shot because our soil is bad. And we're also shipping food all over the world in the country. If you take a banana and you ship that from, uh, I feel like bananas probably grow in Costa Rica, right? So if we ship a banana from Costa Rica to the mainland USA, just doing that, even if it was a perfectly grown, organic, amazing, fair trade banana, it already lost a bunch of its nutrients from being transported like that. And of course, we do this all the time with food. In today's world, we do just have some weak things and major, I guess, hurdles to jump over. So no doubt the supplements are useful. No doubt the therapies are useful. But I don't know how much time or money I would be spending on those unless I really addressed the fundamentals. And I'll shamelessly plug FDN and FDN Thrive for this because that's exactly what we do. Yes, we utilize lab testing, but I always tell people, why are we using the labs? The labs are to identify hidden healing opportunities so that we can more or less customize your DRESS protocol. Uh, two acronyms there if you don't already know those. So the hidden healing opportunities, hidden is an acronym, and it stands for hormone, uh, hormonal, immune, digestion, detoxification, energy production, and nervous systems. You guys have no idea how many times I've explained that acronym this weekend. <laughs> but we're testing for things going wrong in those areas. But it's not just to get the paperwork back and say, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, your cortisol is a little high. So we're going to give you this supplement here so that we can lower your cortisol. That's treating the paper. That's not addressing the person. And if we just give you a therapy or a supplement for that cortisol level, what? how are we doing really anything better than what the Western medicine system does? Of course, you can argue, well, hey, you're doing something better because there's not side effects uh, usually from what you're doing. Okay, fair enough. But my point is, fundamentally, it's not the root cause of the problem. No one wakes up one day and just has messed up cortisol. That is something that's going to take a while. That is something that is probably the result of years of stress that was not addressed. And so, yeah, you can go ahead. You can treat that paperwork with a medicine, with a supplement, or with a therapy. But unless you figure out why that person in front of you has that messed up cortisol, eventually they're going to run back into the same problem. At the very best, you're going to be able to mask that symptom with the medicine um, supplement or therapy for a little bit and then another symptom is going to happen because that root thing or root things were never addressed 
directly or indirectly, and so it will manifest another way. And remember, what are we doing? We're identifying hidden healing opportunities using the labs so that we can customize people's dress programs. So dress is a uh, trademarked word for FDM, and it stands for diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation. And it sounds super simple, especially with how amazing the results that we get here at FDN are. It's like, really? That's the five things that you're focusing on? Well, again, we're not just doing that in some generic way, one size fits all. That's where the lab testing comes in. Because you might have very particular things going on that require you to do somewhat particular things, temporary or long-term, temporarily or long-term, for your diet or with your rest or with your exercise. I was a 21-year-old guy. I was a leaner dude. Everyone in the world would have told me to be exercising and that's fine. FDN was able to see that at that time, due to my tanked hormones, I might want to consider just doing some walking or light stretching for a little bit. And you know what? Once I took a week off because I was an avid exerciser, I felt amazing. It was incredible how much my energy boosted right back up. And now I'm someone who exercises almost every single day. I'm able to do that again. It was a temporary thing though. Stress reduction. Stress reduction sounds simple again, but for us at FTN, that could be a food sensitivity that no one else has been able to find. It could be a gut pathogen. It could be so many different things. And so this is a short podcast tonight. I'm not going to go through examples with every single letter. I think you guys kind of get my point. It's a friendly reminder and something we really need to stick in our brains. Put it on a post-it note, put it on your mirror, put it on your door, whatever you need to do to constantly remember this. If you don't have the basics in check, you have no business, in my humble opinion, supplementing with literal supplements or therapies. I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And the problem is that the actual problem is going to manifest in other symptoms eventually, most likely more severe ones. I'm very thankful that our vendors at the Biohacking Congress understood that. But from the consumer perspective, I get how that can be like trickier than ever before to really get this and really know what to do. What are the basics? And more importantly, what are the basics for me? Because what Evan does is not the same as what my mom, Christine, had to do. Even though our lab results actually look somewhat similar. And so if you're ready to figure out how to customize that dress protocol for you and figure out what you need to be doing in the areas of diet, rest, exercise, stress reduction, and supplementation, you guys know where to find us, www.fdnthrive.com. I'm not going to go any longer tonight because I'm really resisting putting out a cough <laughs> and another sniffle. So I'll leave you guys with that. And if you like this information, please be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will love you even more than we already do. And we'll be back next week, or sorry, um, on Thursday with another interview. Thanks so much and take care until then. Thanks for tuning in to the Health Detective Podcast. If you are ready to finally work with a real health detective on your health journey so that you can get well and stay well naturally, visit us at fdmthrive.com and click the Get Started Here button.